It's derby time. Come on, tell your friends. We'll go to many distant lands with Dan the coach and Jackie the skater. The fun will never end. It's derby time. Welcome to the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. This is Jackie Bauer. Thank you for joining me today on the path to becoming better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. It's another great week on the podcast because our special guest this week is Lacey Knight. You may remember her from such things as Angel City Derby and Team USA Roller Derby. Actually, I've, I've got a very nice little well-written bio that I've found from her website. We're just going to use that, tell you a little bit more about her so you can get up on your Lacey Knight's facts. <laughs> um, we really had a fun conversation. It's a little awkward in the beginning because... Um, I told her about this fan Facebook page that exists in the world, and she didn't know about it. And I I want you all to know, it's real. It exists. Like, I looked it up to make sure I wasn't taking crazy pills, and there's a Facebook page, and it's called Lacey Knight's Shoulders. And about 25 people like it. (laughs) It was made November 9th, 2015, and it's just her flexing from the back with amazing shoulders. They're just fantastic. Like it's real. Like it exists in the world. Lacey, I'm going to send you the link. I swear I didn't make the page. I just um, am amused that it exists. And that's all we're going to say about that until the conversation recorded from a couple weeks ago. So who is Lacey Knight? Why should we be excited to listen to what Lacey Knight has to say? Well, she has been an active member in roller derby since 2008. We were actually talking at dinner that night and she was talking about when she found roller derby and she was still like early in her marriage with her husband. And she's like, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a thing. Like this is, this is going to be a big deal to me. And indeed it was, um, and is, it still is. In 2013, she started CrossFit to become a stronger, faster, more agile derby athlete. That clearly worked. Lacey has been coaching roller derby as a captain, trainer, and coach since 2009 for both the LA Derby Dolls and then for Angel City Derby. And then in 2016, she was selected for Team USA Roller Derby to compete at the 2018 Roller Derby World Cup and uh, won the gold with her team at the World Cup, which was really fun. And off the track, Lacey is a level one and level two CrossFit certified trainer and has been certified in CrossFit Olympic weightlifting. And she brought in cross training initiatives to both the leagues she worked with and continues to find ways to help spread the word of fitness throughout the world of roller derby. She's a passionate personal trainer, coaching in person and remotely, and has worked not only with roller derby athletes, but also with clients looking to gain different skills, lose weight, or just up their fitness. And in this conversation, she gets to express some of her passions, passions like the topic of overtraining, 
the topic of undereating. A lot of our roller derby athletes don't eat for performance. They get more concerned about dieting. We go into that a bit. Also with balancing off-skates training and on-skates training. And one of the topics I really enjoyed was about building a community for your roller derby athletes, like making your league a community where everyone can find most everything they need. It's just a lovely idea. It's a beautiful topic. I'm really excited for you to hear more about it. And after this quick sponsor break, we're going to go into the chat with Lacey Knight. Welcome to the Power Through the Fourth Whistle podcast. My special guest today is Lacey Knight. Hi, everybody. I am so excited about this. <laughs> I don't. I didn't tell you this earlier because it might have been weird, but okay. you have always been one of my favorite blockers. Oh, thanks. And I am a fan of your Facebook page for your shoulders. Oh, thanks. I don't know if I have looked at that. <laughs> So you'll have to show me later. Yeah, I think there's like a group that's just like Lazy Night Shoulders and people okay. just like that. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm not as out there now, so I wonder what people talk about because I don't play as regularly as I used to. But I didn't ask for them to look this way. This is just what happened by working out. So. It's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks. And I also didn't tell you uh, that picture of you flexing. Mm-hmm. It was the inspiration for this shirt design for Roller Derby Strong. I love that. Okay. It's funny because I changed my logo Uh away from that because I wanted Mm -hmm. my logo to go beyond me. Right. And so, like, I was like, I feel like everybody looks at me Mm -hmm. with the shoulders and the arms. I'm like, but there's so much more to, like, what I want to be doing for the sport than that. And that's why I changed my logo. My friend who helps me with the designs, because I'm I'm actually not good at graphic design myself. I told her, I'm like, I want a Roller Derby Strong shirt. And when I think of Roller Derby Strong, I think of Lacey Knight. So you need to go look at her picture. Oh, and that's like... very sweet of you. That's very sweet. But I didn't just have you on to embarrass you or make you feel awkward. <laughs> You've been doing um, a lot of stuff since you retired from Derby, yeah. including coaching other teams. Yeah. And I really want to hear a lot more about all this. <laughs> yeah, I knew I was going to retire about a year before I did. Um, mm-hmm. So like leading up to Champs of 2017, The goal was to move out of L.A., and then after that, I really wasn't sure what I was going to do. So after we moved to Rochester, the goal was to try to coach while I was in transition, and we were, like, not having a job. We didn't really know what we were going to be doing. So I coached a whole lot after we moved, traveled all around the Northeast, and was also taking on more personal clients. So, like, I also do off and on skates for people remotely and in person, And so, like, over the last year and a half, like, I've sort of been trying to figure out where my place is in the roller derby world after retirement. I feel like my spot is definitely more in the off-skates world, um, but I obviously love coaching on skates, and I love the sport. I love being a part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So Queen City reached out to me at the end of last year, sort of an, like, inquiry, like, would you be interested? Because they had posted something on Facebook about needing a coach, and I was like, oh. I don't know because I can't commit 100%. So when they reached out to me, I said, yes, I would be interested in coaching. However, mm-hmm. I cannot commit to coming to all practices and just like being there 100% of the time because my husband travels a lot. And that was part of the reason, you know, one, why I retired, one, why we moved. Like there's a lot of factors involved. So after I started coaching them, you know, it just felt right. It felt good to be on skates. And then like at the same time, I still coach quite a few people off the track and so like the two worlds have always been intermixed for me 
-hmm. as an athlete for myself. And so like, I'd love to try to find more ways to like make that a part of what I'm giving back to the community on and off. So that's really where I'm at now. And you've been noticing a lot of trends with the people you coach now. Yeah. Uh, things that you want to address. Overtraining. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I am I have clients, you know, in California, Michigan, you know, I, all over, honestly. Like some in Canada. And I think the common theme that I see, even when I coach clinics or whatever, is that everybody believes that if you skate more, you're going to improve, right? So like more time on skates, more time on skates. And I truly believe that the way to improve as an athlete is to vary your training, right? So I think a lot of people tend to skate all year round. They don't mm -hmm. give themselves a physical or a mental break. And honestly, most leagues, most other sports really don't do that, right? So mm -hmm. like any professional athlete is not playing football 24-7, right? Like they don't play mm -hmm. full contact all year round. NBA, they don't play, they, even they don't only play all year round. And that's not full contact, right? Mm -hmm. Hockey, same. But roller derby, we have this mindset of where it's like, if we're not skating, we're losing, right? We're mm -hmm. not going to be better. We're not going to make the roster. We're not going to be able to be good at the trial. But like our body needs to have this cycle of like rest and recover so that we can come back stronger. And I don't think a lot of leagues encourage that. And I would really love to see a cycle incorporated into an athlete's life whether it be that year or like thinking about, well, most people skate with us for five to seven years. What does that look like? I don't think that that's taken into consideration. And I think that causes a lot of burnout, right? Mm -hmm. So like people get burnt out five to six months into the season. Well, yeah, of course. You're playing full contact three to four times a week for five to six months. Most NFL seasons are like seven months, mm -hmm. right? Like maybe a little more, a little less, depending on how good that NFL team is. Same with hockey. Like, I don't understand why in our sport it's encouraged to basically ruin your body all year round, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we need to have a cycle where we go through a, a, an up, we, like, rise and we rise, and then we kind of, like, are in a competitive season, mm -hmm. and then we come down, we get ready for, like, the last part where we're in tournament season, mm -hmm. we go through that, and then we get to just relax, mm -hmm. right? So, like, I firmly believe the season should not last more than, like, seven to eight months, and we should have a three- or four-month period where we're recovering, we're not skating at all, mm -hmm. like no skating, no contact, no nothing, right? So that our body can be like, oh, this is what it feels like to be normal, mm -hmm. right? To not have people hitting and for us to be hitting because it's just an adrenaline kick all the time. We need to come down from the adrenaline kick, but leagues need to set that up to make that happen. So if you're requiring your skaters to be in a home and a travel team, then there's no break. There's no break, right? Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult for skaters to make a choice because they don't want to have to choose. Right. So yeah. people in leadership should set the structure up so that people don't feel guilty about deciding to care for themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's what I feel very passionate about. And so I encourage my clients quite a bit to take an off season, take time off. And if their league isn't set up for that, I say to them, well, you know what? It's OK to ask for like a month off. Mm -hmm. to just not skate and just like take care of yourself right so like I wish that more people did that I feel very passionate about that <laughs> I'm really happy you're sharing your passion today yeah oh, good 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 <laughs> that's what we're here for yeah so what other subjects do you feel like you just want to express about as far as like training goes and things that you notice a lot when you're working with different people what are we missing as roller derby athletes uh -huh. compared to other sports I would say the the focus on the balance between on and off skates is mm -hmm. like a thing that's missing 
not in all leagues, but like sort of a common theme across the board. So again, when I look at other sports and how other teams are structured, like there is a big emphasis on strength and conditioning and like off the sport work. And we just don't really focus on that. And I don't think there's a lot of knowledge around like what we should be doing. And so people just tend to revert to skating because they're like, well, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's what I should be doing. Right. But if you really look at like how a lot of other people train most of the year, they're just focusing on getting stronger, being balanced from side to side, especially if it's a sport like ours where we're usually on one side or the other, you know, creating a recovery method so that they can come back from like a, a bout of effort and then they come back and then they can do it again. But like, we don't really set ourselves up for that, right? So like, unless your culture or the mm-hmm. community of the league that you're in is set up for that, most people don't do it. Mm-hmm. And I really think that that is the key for people's having longevity in the sport, not getting burnt out, not getting injured all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, there is people who are aware of it. And I think people think about it, but I still think that a lot of the times they're sort of the odd man out. Or maybe if they're in a league that is the culture, it's awesome. But even then it's still getting people to buy into that process, right? Mm-hmm. Cause it's more time, it's more money. It just like is another thing that they have to add to their list of to do's to be good in the sport, which is why it's unfortunate that like we're not set up to make that just ingrained into our culture. Right. So like I really believe if leagues could think of themselves as like a community organization Mm -hmm. where people come to them to become a better person. Right. And that doesn't mean just a skater. That could be like giving them tips on how to eat better and like how to take care of themselves off the track and like providing them with connections to chiropractors, massage therapists, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. so that they can really think of themselves as an athlete, not just as somebody who shows up and pays their dues and then leaves. I think we talked about it a little bit at dinner tonight about how to um, try and present the league more as like, this is cheaper than a gym. If yep. you can be set up to meet more of the needs of the yep. athletes that are coming in, that it just becomes a community thing where you're doing all this stuff together yep. that's good for everybody. Yeah, I mean, especially the way that leagues are set up to volunteer, to mm-hmm. be a part of the league. Like, you pay to be there. Mm-hmm. Then you're also expected to volunteer anywhere from, you know, two to ten hours a week, depending mm-hmm. on what you're doing. And then outside of that, you're also expected to take care of yourself, have a full-time job, have a family. It's a lot to ask, right? So, mm-hmm. like... If you can set up your league to sort of be self-contained and help people have all the resources that they need so they don't have to seek things outside of the league, right? And that can be difficult depending on where you are, obviously, Mm -hmm. right? But most leagues have access to people that they could easily bring in, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, I have somebody who knows a personal trainer. Great. Like, maybe ask them if they could give us some ideas, Mm -hmm. you know, for like once a week, you know, or something like that, or like... I know somebody who knows something about food. Well, let's maybe have them come in and like talk about nutrition, you know, or like things that people are just like, I don't know what to do about that. So I'm just not going to address it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're in a league that's like growing athletes, like it has to be all of it together, right? So like skating, working out, nutrition, sleep, hydration, it all comes into creating a better structure, right? Mm-hmm. You'd be more competitive, you get more people, Like, it all sort of flows together, but, like, you can't just be a better league only by having people skate all the time. It has to be, like, the full picture. And that's how all other sports are set up, but for some reason, we're not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think um, one of the other topics you mentioned that you had a lot of thoughts on (laughs) might be um, nutrition, how we're 
feeding ourselves maybe not enough sometimes. Yeah, I tend to find that most people undereat. Right? Most people in general or just athletes? I would say most roller derby athletes okay. <laughs> that I experience tend to undereat, right? So like mm-hmm. they think that they need to look a certain way and that the way to do that is dieting, right? But we're mm-hmm. not on a diet we're trying to perform we're performance athletes right so like people who are going on diets are trying to change the way that they look Mm -hmm. but athletes are trying to change the way that they move right so it's two different mindsets right so like the way that you fuel yourself is different right and then one size doesn't fit all right Mm -hmm. some people do better on a lot of carbs some people do better on a lot of protein right so like it's very hard to compare and contrast and a lot of people that I've experienced on teams, they're like, well, what are you doing? Maybe I should do that. I'm like, it's not like that, right? Mm-hmm. So like you and I have different body types. We have different things that we do. Even jammer to blocker or even just being like, I'm going every other, but you're going every four. Very different needs nutritionally. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people just don't address that because they don't know. And this is common amongst everybody that I deal mm-hmm. with. All my clients, people at the gyms that I've worked at, like people just, they look at nutrition and they're just confused. There's a lot of different messages out there. There's a lot of conflicting information. Absolutely. There's a new diet How, every diet once in a while. should I be doing? Yeah. Can I be vegan? Should I do like the fruit thing? Should I do paleo? Is it's keto like so important? Con- <laughs> yeah, it's so confusing. And so yeah. then people just end up like sort of reverting to like the old school thing where you follow the pyramid and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, but I know carbs are bad, but which carbs? Like it's very confusing, right? So like I tend to find that most people are just like, well, I just won't eat. Or if I just have a little something... That means it'll burn more. But like as athletes, we need to be fueling ourselves to perform. Otherwise, our body is in starvation mode or it goes into fight or flight mode. And then it creates a hormonal response. And that doesn't actually burn calories properly. So like if you're feeling energy deficits in practice or you're feeling like you're starving at the end of practice, it's because you didn't eat enough, right? Mm -hmm. So like you have to find ways to think about how to take care of yourself. And not that you're trying to lose weight, but that you're trying to perform, right? Days that you're maybe you're not at the track, maybe you can think about your food a little bit differently. But if you're going to practice or if you're on a tournament schedule or like even just a one little bout on a Saturday night, like you need to treat your body very differently than you would if you're just going to work, sitting down mm-hmm. and like hanging out on the computer all day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I have a couple of key things that have been on my mind. Okay. Lately um, for coaching purposes. So like. I would say it's very common in the roller derby community right now to do what's very popular, right? So, like, backwards blocking is very popular, right? Like, doing some of the fancy jam starts is very popular. Or, like, always doing a three-in-one or doing a two-in-two is very popular. But, like, just like any other sport, you have to build yourself up to get to those places, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, you have to establish a foundation of skills to be able to get to those things, right? So, like... I often have said to many people, like, backwards blocking is a privilege. It's not a right, Mm -hmm. right? So you don't get to just do that. You have to work yourself up to be good enough facing forward or sideways blocking before you get to flip to that backwards blocking position, right? You don't get to play offense until your four walk and hold a jammer for two minutes, right? Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, you lose that fourth person and then your wall falls apart, right? So, like... You have to, like, build yourself up. And, like, again, I think that a lot of leagues are like, oh, but I see these people doing it, so I'm going to do it, and we're going to do it, and it's going to be great. But they built up years and years of experience to get to that place, right? Some of those skaters have been doing this for 10, 12 years, right? So Mm -hmm. you can't ask somebody to come in that's been skating for six months to a year and be like, you're going to do what that team over there is doing who just won the world championship. 
very mm-hmm. different mindsets, right? So, like, sometimes we have to be okay just being like, you know what? All four of us are going to work on defense for a little while, right? Mm-hmm. Jammers, you're going to have to work on getting out and finding ways to be legal about it until we figure this out, right? So it's like you kind of have to work with each other to build the skills up to that base level. But I don't think we've established a baseline in our Mm -hmm. sport. Like, you don't get to do this until you do this, right? Or like, you don't get to play offense until this other thing is mastered. We don't really talk about that. And it'd be great if we could sort of set up a system with each other where we're like, you know what? You have to hold the jammer for two minutes with a four wall before you get to play offense, right? Okay, great. Done. Mm -hmm. Now, three and one, you have to be able to hold the jammer for a minute and a half before you send a second offense, right? Like things like that where people are like, oh, okay, this is like a check off the skill list. Now that I've accomplished that, now I get to go try that other thing. But again, that's like a leadership thing. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's something within our culture, whether it's in your community or within the like Northeast region that you're playing in or the Southeast region, it's like... Somehow, some way, we got to figure out a way to just like make it okay for people to play quote unquote basic roller derby mm-hmm. until they are ready, right? Like, we just have the standards for our basic skills, and beyond that, it's kind of like, whatever do you want to do. Want, right? And it seems like it, it's, it's hard to have the patience to be yeah. that disciplined. I think patience is the word. Yeah, because everyone wants to be as cool as the people absolutely. they see doing the awesome things way up at the top. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and they don't want to wait. They want to really do it now <laughs> to get to that place. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I find it often when I go coach leagues who are not used to playing at like a different skill level, they've sort of been in their bubble mm-hmm. and they're like, well, this works in our bubble. But once you start to get outside of that, like things get very different. Right. But like, if you really master, like master the basics, you can be very successful in roller derby without plays and tricks and like things pulled out of nowhere. If you can stop effectively, you can take hits effectively, you can do quite a bit in the sport without having to do really cool things or cool plays, right? So like I would love it if there was more reinforcement after the fresh meat level of like almost another tier where it's like, here's how you do a four wall. Here's how you do a three wall. Here's how you play in a tripod. Like, and these are things that you have to figure out before you really start to bout. Right. But like, we're just not at that place yet. Cause a lot of teams are just trying to get people in the door and they want to keep them in and they want to keep them attracted. Right. So like, they're like, yeah, we're going to do this cool new thing that Rose just did. But like, <laughs> that might not be the best strategy for you as a mm-hmm. team. And like, it just takes time to figure those things out, but a lot of teams don't have time, so they just want to go do the thing that's really cool. But, like, basics yeah. are where it's at. I think the new hotness right now is zone blocking. That yes, seems I would to agree. I get thing. asked about that quite a bit. I get asked to coach zone blocking quite a bit. I find half the people I talk to about it can't actually articulate what, what it, it is. is. I would agree with you, <laughs> yeah. And, like, really what it boils down to is that, like, individually, everybody needs to be strong. And that's really all that it is, in my opinion. Like, individually, you have to feel like you don't need the people around you to be successful. The one thing I do love about it is because everyone individually has to be amazing, it forces everyone to work on their individual skills. So you kind of sneak basics in. Like, this is what we have to do now. We have to be really good at this. And then we can zone block. But it makes us all have to work at that individual blocking. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I mean, I think the base of our sport is an individual sport, really, right? Like, a lot of the times, it really is a jammer going against one person, whether or not she's flipping from person to person within a wall. Mm -hmm. It really is whether or not that one person can handle the contact that's being given to them, right? Or whether they can out-juke the jammer, 
right? Or same thing with a jammer. Like if they can think of themselves as going against one at a time instead of a four wall, mentally that's way more happy. It's more of a happy place to be in. Mm -hmm. But like we don't really set people up to think about like how can you individually succeed? It's like how can you best help your four wall or how can you best work with your offense? Like individually you have to master yourself so that you can bring something to the table Otherwise, if you don't know how to effectively do all of the things that are being asked of you to do, you're going to hold back, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, to excel in this sport, you really can't hold back. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if you're trying to, like, go to that next level. Like, you got to take some risks and you got to be okay with, like, making mistakes and falling and, like, mm-hmm. all of those things. But if you sort of just play the same all the time and you don't ever master your right or your left side, depending on what's good or bad or, like, I don't, I'm not good at backwards blocking, so I'm just never, ever going to do it, like... You have to like work your way into those things. But again, that's a leadership thing and Mm -hmm. it's a culture thing and you have to set it up to be like that. And some people are not patient, but you have to create that patience, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. It's a good opinion. (laughs) Thanks. This has been a good chat. I'm pretty happy with it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high-quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates like our Apex Predator T-Rex or Jam-A-Llama to messages like Roller Derby Strong and My Mom Plays Roller Derby, there's really something for everybody. Visit powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support and back to our show. What are you doing this summer? Well, I'm going to go to a roller derby clinic at the end of June to get some learning from Miss Team Maven. Kingsford Crush Roller Derby is hosting a Miss Team Maven boot camp on June 29th and 30th at Mountain View Ice Arena in Iron Mountain, Michigan. Miss Team Maven is a star jammer for Gotham Girls Roller Derby All-Stars. Uh, I guess they're okay. And coaches boot camps and clinics nationally and internationally. She has also skated for New York All Stars at those state versus state tournaments and at RollerCon in the big East versus West game where the skaters are voted on by the roller derby community. She'd be on Team East. I guess she's pretty cool. I have taken a couple classes with her at RollerCon, and I can guarantee you're actually gonna have a lot of fun and learn a bunch. But don't take my word for it. You can also check out testimonials of other people at MissTeamAven.com. This training camp is $80 for skaters, which includes a scrimmage shirt, and $40 for off-skates attendance. This camp will go over jamming and blocking skills, strategy and concepts, and end with a fun scrimmage. On Skates is limited to 60 skaters, and spots will go fast, so reserve your ticket now. I've included all the links in the show notes so you can just click and go. And how's this for a bonus? Kingsford Crush is also hosting a free ref and NSO clinic at the same time. They plan to discuss the newest rule changes and updates, casebook scenarios, and other relevant topics. What are you waiting for? 
I've got all the sign-up links for everything in the show notes. So that's June 29th and 30th at the Mountain View Ice Arena in Iron Mountain, Michigan, hosted by Kingsford Crush Roller Derby. And you could learn something from Miss T. Maven. See you there. Wow, what a great chat with Lacey Knight. It was so good to meet you, Lacey, and sit down. Uh, I feel like I learned a lot in this. I think I'm probably one of the people who doesn't eat enough on practice days or sometimes bout days. I'm always playing with it, trying to figure out the right balance. I'm trying to find the right balance in all my training, and I keep trying to encourage others to find that balance too. So great chat. If you want to find out more about Lacey Knight and her training, go to her website, knightstrong.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-O-N-G.com. And you can also follow her on Instagram at Lacey Knight 33. That's Lacey with an I, L-A-C-I, and then Knight 33. And then uh, Knight Strong Training is also an Instagram page. So she's got two Instagrams. You should follow both. Fantastic. I loved that conversation. And uh, before we finish out for the week, I actually got a message this week from someone who um, I'm going to keep their identity private uh, just because um, someone who's been in touch with the podcast and is over age 50. And this is their first year in well, their first season in roller derby. They've been working so hard. They just passed their minimum skills they went through the written test and they're working on finishing their 27 and five laps when they fractured their wrist at a skate park event. It was just a fun event with the team and it was unfortunate that this happened. And the timing of it just, it's really hard when you're working so hard at something, especially when you're starting it over age 50, which is an amazing and wonderful inspirational thing in itself. I love this journey. But in the meantime, the timing of it, made this person have to like step back and evaluate. I guess uh, they really appreciated the two episodes on injuries that we did back to back because that was helpful for the mind space. But then I didn't even think about it at the time, um, how having the Miracle Whips episode come right afterward was helpful because it made this person think about what their purpose was. What was their purpose in being in roller derby? And for this person, like the thing that really resonated with them is that... Um, They want to avoid the consequences of their family health history. Like there's been a history of certain things in their family and they want, they believe that being active will help counter a lot of those things going forward. And um, so I think that's so wonderful because there are so many other things you could be doing. There are so many easy things you could be doing to be active that aren't a contact sport, that aren't an intense mental game all the time, right? But this person, there's something they want with roller derby. There's something intense and wonderful about roller derby itself that makes them want to take this risk to go on this exciting journey of roller derby. And I just really hope they stick with it and that they take this time off to continue to reflect and learn all that they can about the game. So as soon as they get back on skates in an active way again, They'll be ready to crush those laps because you're gonna, it's going to be great. Let me know when you do. And I hope that that story helps somebody else out there too, because it's just a wonderful journey to be on. 
All that being said, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to write in, you can write into the Facebook page or email us at powerforthwhistle at gmail.com. I love hearing back from you guys. It's been really swell. Um, but if you want to leave us a review, Apple Podcast does seem to be the best place for helping other people find the podcast. Most people listen there. And I would love it if you could just scroll down on your app. Like it just takes a second to load. If you don't see it right away, just wait like one second and then scroll and oh, there's information there. Just punch the stars and that can be it. Or if you have like, you know, 30 extra seconds, you can hit write a review and just say hi, leave me a pew pew, say what you enjoy about the podcast, what episode you like best, just something that tells me about you and what you like here. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate you guys. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash power through fourth whistle. That's P-O-W-E-R-T-H-R-U, the number four T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at power fourth whistle. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, you can email us. Uh, I just said the email. Thank you guys. We have been talking about Derby and sharing Derby thoughts. Pew, pew. Enjoy all the lasers of positivity, shooting them straight at you. All the healthy people, all the injured people, feel better. Pew, pew! Go be awesome. Are you done? I don't know if they will be. We've got plumbing. If we have outtakes, this is going to be great.